You're listening to RC Heli Nation. Alien Nation version 2.0. I am Dan. This is episode number 83. And I think Jesse made it back. Jesse, are you back this week? I did. I am back. Did you uh, build your RC car? We did. Um, yeah, so I was, we were at our competition last weekend. And uh, yeah, we finished the car up and ended up taking second place and overall creative design at the competition. So Nice. Did you win a case of beer? Now we want 150 bucks oh, for the club. Well, which, there's that's a couple we, cases of beer. We could, exactly. That was enough beer for everyone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. So you made it back. All's awesome. well. Did you get any flying in while you were out there building your car? Or was it all about the car? Uh, it was all about the car last weekend. Oh. But I I did get some, uh, you know, flying, crashing, breaking in. You know, I, got the whole spectrum this week. I mean, it was great. You know, I was... You can say it. You're happy. <sighs> no, look. I saw the pictures. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, dude. I, I, it sucks when you crash, but it's—I mean, it's all right. Looking it, at a it cup happens, is all busted right? up on the ground like that, but it does suck. That's a bad crash. You could say that. I'd say this was probably my my worst crash thus far in the hobby um, ever. I and it's got to be right right up there. Wow. I mean, this. I mean, how I, bad I had, was I had it? one bad crash with the fusion. That was a pretty bad one, but um, this this one was pretty good. So basically, I was on you know doing tumbles on the deck and pretty much just spaced out for a second, if you will, or d- didn't stay focused enough and forgot to kind of keep flipping. And pretty much the tail just went right into the ground. And the soon as the tail hit, the whole heli just freaking exploded. <laughs> I mean, literally, oh, I, man. It, the the grass is cut pretty short, you know, inch or so. And it took me literally like a half an hour to find the whole <laughs> tail assembly, the back, the, the tail, the, the tail blade grips, the tail blades, the whole back piece. I mean, the tail case, everything. It was like 150 feet away. Wow. Wow. So damn, dude. It's, uh, so, it's, you know uh, what, you know what I love about our listeners? I saw the Facebook mm-hmm. pictures and I couldn't help but notice a few comments. Well, this will make Dan happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've they you've know built that they you've know, built that man. reputation. So. Yeah, that one's down for the week, and those parts won't be here till Tuesday, I think. So ah. then I probably won't get a touch of next week with having five tests. So, but luckily Test last week. week last week of school next week. So nice. I'm looking forward to that. And then so in that same day as this, as the seven HV crash before that, I actually got in two gallons through the uh, T Rex seven hundred. Nice. And so. And man, I gotta say that is a blast. I am told you. Once you go ninety, man, you're never going I'm, back. I'm just trying to figure out how am I gonna afford this. I mean, I went through sixty dollars <laughs> worth of fuel in a matter of hours. <laughs> this is this is this is crazy. So yeah. definitely fun. So yeah, I got the the YS ninety one three DS all broke in. And 
hopefully get out tomorrow and you know put, I mean, hope now that that's my only heli that in the warp put a probably a couple more gallons through it who knows so oh man so you're cool. yeah you're yeah your habit's going to turn into Dan's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, luck, luckily I have the electric, but it, you know, it's down right now. So yeah. that, that shouldn't be an every weekend occurrence, but yeah, I can foresee that happening this weekend, <laughs> especially since the weather's looking really good here. Like yes. nearly seven, it was 70 here today and it's supposed to be 68 tomorrow. Yeah. It's supposed to be a good weekend here. Yeah, exactly. So, so you guys also heard with us, Nick and Justin, of course, are here as well. Top. What's going on guys? Justin, did yeah. You, did you get the crashed whiplash going again yet? Yeah, yeah. It's all built and ready to go. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm gonna guess that you haven't flown it yet. So no, Justin, I've not flown Justin, it. I just have to ask a question. Was the reason it crashed is because you rushed through the build to get that thing in there? Because <laughs> I mean, I know no, this was a dude. little bit of you know a friendly competition, tight timeline for you. So. <laughs> that's funny. Just no, so. not at all. I don't okay. think that's what it was. I don't right. think Did Justin figured out what it was. <laughs> Uh, the best I can come up with is that I lost a link and okay maybe yeah you you might be able to argue that I did something wrong on the links or maybe popped it in backwards or something like that and that would have then been due to rushing to to beat Jesse but but you did I don't win. Know, the world right. will never know I did win and that's really all that counts what, what did yeah. did we bet anything or did no I think no. you guys no. all thought it was so highly improbable that I would come anywhere close to beating Jesse <laughs> that it just was we know you'd beat me to flying it and crashing it I, never, I really didn't see man. that coming so I, I gotta give you around all around props to Justin well so to, to I, be honest I, wait before to be honest with you Jesse I I honestly thought that he wasn't gonna beat you to the building but I to be honest I really did think he was gonna beat you to the crashing yeah, Thanks, that one wasn't, wasn't as surprising. <laughs> I love how I've gotten this reputation that I that I crash a lot, and that's not really the case, except for in the last six months. Right. Yeah. Weird. Weird how that happened. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, the so the nitros rebuilt. It's all ready to go. You know, did some checkouts on the bench and made sure that I'm uh, not going to have a reoccurrence of the same thing. Mm-hmm. The links look good. They are not backwards. I double and triple checked them. <laughs> and so we'll see what happens this weekend. I, I've got a freaking cold right now, say, so I feel like, like crap. under the weather, man. Yeah, I, and it, it's typical. This whole week, kind of like what Jesse was saying, it's been 65, 70 degrees. Now, down here in Seattle, they're threatening that it's going to rain this weekend, but we'll see. If I feel well enough and the weather's good, I will definitely get out and get some flying in. But... The big thing for this week is that the secret, super secret squirrel project prototyping phase begins. Oh, yeah. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Bastard. Wow. You did, I wasn't even expecting that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Here's giggity, the giggity, goo. Anything else going on this week, dude? Uh... How's the no, family? How's the really, wife? Man. How's the girlfriend that we talked about a few the, weeks ago? Yeah. They're both great, and so is the son. Yeah, he's still trying to figure out which one he's supposed to smile at first. <laughs> uh, he'll get it figured out. Yeah, yeah. Which one do you smile at first? <laughs> don't answer that. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> I choose we, we, not we to hold comment. it against you. <laughs> Sweet. On the basis that it may falsely incriminate me. <laughs> so then there's Nick. Mm-hmm. Saw some pictures on Facebook, dude. Looks like you're in the middle of a build. I got a nitro. You want to touch it? 
God, it feels good to have nitro again. Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait to fly this. We'll see. Sweet, dude. What else you? Been I have to? got blow torches <laughs> at either end of my candle right now. <laughs> Don't busy, rush, busy, dude. Busy, dude. I work great under pressure. Yeah. That's when I yeah, I do. So it's it's fine. I got a. I just have a ridiculous amount going on this week. This yeah, this whole weekend, like Justin said, we're got some stuff showing up, and uh, that'll be cool. So I got to get that done tomorrow, and then finish up the get this uh, Whiplash Nitro Maiden, which I'm just I really like it. You know, it's like I'd I'd seen it out and about, but now that I've actually built one myself, it's a really nice fuel heli. Sweet, it is. Nice. It, it really is. Almost, I would almost say that I think that that's what that design was kind of like made for. Yeah. Hmm. When so are you gonna have that finished up? When's the When's the maiden? Um, it will be this weekend. Oh, nice. I'm not gonna give exact. Yeah, I don't mess around. I don't do this whole month. That's yet. what I was wondering. I saw the yeah, picture no. of it half completed. I'm like, this is so unlike Nick, a half completed heli. Okay, that <laughs> so. technically. That was three hours worth of work. So when I booked yeah, that. Yeah, no, yeah. I was three hours in. But uh that's usually no, a one nighter though. It yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't lie. Older. We've we've been there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I'm getting older. <laughs> so just, so okay. I got I without delving in and trying to poke information from you guys, I, I just have kind of a silly question I want to ask you. Now you guys said some keywords prototype, mm-hmm. you know, testing, this kind of stuff. So what I'm wondering is, uh, you know, whatever it is you're working on, are we going to, you know, like the car manufacturers, when they when they do like testing of new products, they like do like an odd shape canvas cover, like to, to obscure <laughs> oh, whatever yeah. it is you're looking yep, at. So yep. are we going to get to see pictures of like a square canvas? And like no, this I'm is what we're a- working on? Oh, wait. Oh, God. I almost opened my mouth. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, Jeez. don't, don't, don't go too far. Dude, you almost got me. Like, seriously. <laughs> that was big. That's great. <laughs> Wasn't I just saying that I'm usually the one with the big mouth? Watch I, out. I don't, I don't like your games. Not playing. Me- Dan's not, Dan not screwing around, man. Not playing. with your head, man. He's trying to get us. Well, you know, it's just trying to. Wiggle out some information for the listeners. I'm, I'm just as curious as they are, so we're going to have to hide and watch. Yeah. Well, you know, I bet you, I bet you that if a individual was to show up at Othello, they or at might a certain be able location in at June. a certain location <laughs> in Othello on a certain date, they might be able to get a sneak peek. Ooh. Yep. And I guarantee you, you'll see it at. Uh, the RC Heli Nation fun fly. Yes. Oh, you'll be able to get up there and just. Oh, you guys, man, with your secret squirrel projects and. Jeez. It's how I roll. roll. <laughs> Anything else been going on, dude? Any flying in? Been busy this week. Yes. Yeah? No, I did get some flying Sweet. in. Sweet. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It felt good to fly. Oh, man. Um, uh, it was ugly, but it felt, <laughs> <laughs> but it felt good to fly. Yeah, nice. no, I, I'm stoked. I built a new, uh, I built a new field case box thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You sent a sent nice. us a text picture of it. Yeah, that's a monster. Yeah, yeah I it's want one of huge. those, dude. I want one, dude. It is big. I want one. It's got wheels it, on it. 
how cool is that? I can pull it behind my scooter. (laughs) And it reinvigorated my interest in that particular box because I've got the same one. I spent about an hour in my shop trying to mess around with it. I'm like, screw this crap. I don't want to use this thing. So you have you. I'm good on you, man. You've got the patience to figure it out and make it work. Yeah, it's I, I was just getting to the point like we had talked before about you know, like me being uh, my hobby room in the basement. Mm-hmm. And with the projects that we've got going on, I'm bringing a lot of spares out to the field. And where I have been flying more uh, lately, just to stay kind of under the radar, is a place that it, it's just a semi-private field. So there's no tables, no nothing there. And I needed something that could kind of like stand on its own next to the tailgate because I've got you know, charging case, uh, helicopter up there, laptop up there. The last thing that I need is, you know, more cases and tool trays and everything up on the tailgate. There just wasn't enough room. So this is one of a really big, uh, Stanley box that slides into three sections and has its own little wheels that all hold it up. And it's a monster and it's a pain to carry up and down the stairs, but uh, it's all in one trip. Yeah. Did that? Really yeah. Did nice. that replace your transmitter case as well? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so every, no, everything's I, in there. So you basically, just have that in a charging case. That's correct. Okay, For nitro and fuel helis. I mean, Sweet. dude, it's. I've got a gallon. I keep a gallon. I could actually easily get two gallons in the bottom if I wanted. Uh, all my batteries in the bottom. A thing of. You know, like my special Windex mix for the nitro to clean up with. Uh, paper towels in the bottom. And then in the middle, it's just all parts. I have like all spare parts, extra tail blades, my program, you know, little LCD programmers, um, temp gun, that sort of a deal. In the in the top of it, on the very top pull-up tray is just all tools that, that lay up there. And then underneath that, I made a little padded foam thing for my transmitter and starter all in there. It's heavier than crap. Oh, yeah, it is, man. I mean, yeah. dude, it weighs a ton. Don't get me wrong. And it, that's it, why I went away from it, because it, I mean, with all that stuff in there, don't you think it's like, what, it's like 50 or 60 pounds, 70 pounds would, easily? Yeah, yeah, it is. I actually put a, I, I put my own handle on the very top of it because my stairs are narrow and there was no, like even even they, when they made it, were like, yeah, you're not going to put a handle on top of this because you're not going to carry it. Well... <laughs> I need to get it down the stairs. So I just pop the little pull-out handle, roll it all the way up next to the stairs, and then carry it down. But it's, for me and what I need, it's perfect. Like, I couldn't ask for anything better. And if you want one, let me know, because I am going to get rid of mine. Bring it to Othello, dude. I'll buy it. All right. Uh, Speaking of cases, I treated myself today. I ordered myself a Futaba dual radio transmitter case. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yes, indeed, man. You going to put your 14SG in there? Um, Yes. <laughs> when in it fact, comes. it should be coming with a 14SG. It should be. Yes, should be. But is it? But will it? Uh, we'll find out in a few days now, won't we, boys? No, you're so full of it. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> you don't have the testes. <laughs> no, I didn't order one of those. But I do have two Fatabas, so I need two radio. I need to. I've turned my JR case into a toolbox, essentially. And I. You have two Futabas? Yeah. 
for buddy boxing. Yeah, but the one's not a uh, 8FG. Oh, okay. It's uh, it's like a 10CH or something like that, or 10C or mm. something like that. No, uh, well, now that we're talking about cases, I actually built one myself this week as well. I completely forgot about that. I made a little. Your uh, turn's over, dude. Hey, man, yeah. I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> I made a little uh, case to carry my laptop and radio and all of my electronics type stuff, hold the keyboard and all sorts of great things. That way, I just throw it in the back of the car, open it up, and it's all self-contained. I don't even need to take anything out. So okay, is, now you can go, Dan. I can't, are you sure? Uh, did you get a charging case? No, I haven't gotten a charging case yet, but that's my next thing. About, I decided I'm just not going to screw with it anymore. I'm just going to pay the money. How about now? Can I go now? Yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> Nick, should we let Ready? him go? <laughs> Sad. Go. go. This week started off horrible for me, guys. I had... I had... Uh, the, the weather's been shitty, except for one or two days last, last week, and the last two days have been nice, but I went to the field, like, Saturday, tried to fly, had a problem with the B-Stex, didn't get a flight in. I got, one, I got half a flight in. And then I had the the first cool power 700 tore down because I was waiting for new gears because I stripped the gear out. So that wasn't ready. So then I went, what was it? Wednesday, I believe. And of course, as you guys know, I do most of my wrenching at the field. And I was sitting out there on the table, had uh, had a helicopter. You know, switching out all those gears is a pretty big job. You got to essentially disassemble the whole helicopter. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, you know, I'm balls deep in that, and I get a phone call from Nick. He's like, dude, there's uh, there's something wrong with the webpage. Was this the, it must have been Wednesday morning. Was it Thursday morning? I can't remember. Apparently, there was an issue with the webpage. It needed to be taken care of, so I finished up with what I was doing, went home, didn't get a flight in. And yeah, then, boo-hoo. but I got to tell you, I made up for it today. <laughs> yeah, course. I knew that was coming. I, uh. What a glorious day. It was 72 degrees. There was a bit, I mean, for the most part, the wind was not bad, but we did have, it was gusty occasionally, 10, 15, 20 miles an hour, but I still flew. And I don't know how much fuel I used, but I've got two 2,500 milliamp RX packs. I charged each of those four times. Oh my Wow, man. I actually had to. That's a lot of flying. I had to refill my two and a half gallon fuel jug. So, yeah. Yeah, I have no sympathy for your earlier week issues then. Today was the first time I've ever blown a case in one day. You flew an entire case of fuel today. I did. Well, that's not, no, that's not completely accurate. There is a tiny bit left from the last gallon. If you squeeze out my fuel magnet, you might be able to get some back. Yeah. But it's, 20 seconds if I do it. <laughs> you know, you're not going to believe this. You, I mean, we went through the whole Lynx thing here, like when we went out to Washington and then I've, you know, been flying. It's already time for me to, I noticed today, I have to relink my helicopter. That's, is, I mean, is, is there a better, because, you know, I just got the 700N. Is there a better option out? I mean, what are guys using? Are they literally just switching links every 60 flights? Or? Well, I do have some quick UK links that I'm going to try. Okay. Yep. Is that, uh, the, is that the ticket? I, that seems to be the ticket. They did last. They lasted a lot longer. They, they okay. seem to be a bit firmer, and they're also universal. In other words, you can do half turns with those. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, okay, nice. Which is nice. So yeah, just got a lot of flying in, and uh, we, it's been a busy week for all of us. We've done a lot of uh, of uh, fun fly work this week. Oh my god, is this thing turning out to be an event? It's going to be crazy. I cannot wait. We are starting to get a lot of support from a lot of people, and uh, I cannot wait to see the turnout. I think it's going to be quite amazing. But that's yeah, right. let's just say you're going to be want to want to be standing in front of that pilot's raffle table. That's for sure. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh my. God. The raffle is going to be I'll off be there. the hook. Yeah. I'll be you right can't up win front. Anything. Yeah, <laughs> and that's I'll the worst there. part is we can't win anything. Why, what, what, yeah. what? What? No, dude. Just because oh. you're flying doesn't mean your name's Come in the on, raffle. Dude. Nope. <laughs> what if I pay? What if I? You know, I'm paying a pilot's fee. Yeah, I think I know the guys. I think we could rig it. I think I know the guys that are going to be doing the raffle. Yeah. Maybe we could. Maybe if we slip a twenty in their pocket or something. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> So that's all I've been doing, guys. I've been, I've been, uh, I got flying in today. This whole weekend looks great. I'm going to be doing a lot of flying this weekend. Sweet. And uh, all that cool power out of my trailer is just calling my name. It's saying, it won't be calling it for much be, longer if yeah, you keep up at, at that rate, dude. Looks like you're good for about three more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, uh, I won't be. Today was, I don't know. Today I was just feeling it. And we're at that new, I was flying at the fairgrounds, which, by the way, is a fantastic place to fly. It's right there, and there's so many people that get to get to stop and watch, and I know it's going to help grow the hobby. And th- so, I found another absolute benefit of being there today. I had the uh, I, I don't necessarily like the backplate sensors for the RPM sensors, you know, mm-hmm. but the helicopter that I was flying, bought it used, came with one, so I was using it. It went out, and luckily I don't know how or why, but I had another one, but I didn't have any any. Uh, Heat tubing. Mm. There's a hardware store two blocks away. <laughs> so, oh, nice. <laughs> how perfect is that? I mean, anytime something breaks and I need to part from the hardware store and I can just motor on over there and grab it and go. So, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a crazy week with weather, but we're looking forward to both that on a few weeks. A few weeks. Isn't that Man, crazy? No, it is that is nuts. crazy I talked to, to Bill, per- Bill Pierce... Um, on the phone the other day just to kind of see how things are coming along. And for those of you who are, you know, if you're, you all know that first Othello traditionally is just, it's starting to grow. It's a great event. We're going to be doing a show there. There's a lot of good pilots show up. So definitely if you have some interest and, uh, you know, you want to hang out with some awesome heli people, uh, just stay away from Nick when, when you're there. And, and it's, it's always an epic what show. That all if, about? I, if I recall, <laughs> And you want to see, if you want to see what? Wait, wait, wait a minute! Stop. <laughs> He's not going to let that go, Dan. He's not. You're not going to let that go. What? What, what was that for? I don't know. What? I just thought I'd throw that. I just thought I'd throw you under the bus. Did it? Did it work? What he meant to say is stay away from Nick when he's trying to auto at the end of his first that's, flight of yeah, the exactly. fun fly. That, now that okay, that's okay. You didn't let him. Finish. That's reasonable. Yeah, you kind of jumped in. You didn't give him the opportunity to. <laughs> To close it out. I stay away from myself at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you when should. He backs up. You he, back yeah, up. I was going to say, if you see Nick start to back up when he's flying, you should definitely look up in the sky. I've only done that a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the auto's coming in hot, low, fast, something that might not be safe. <laughs> and it's always on autos, too. And I think I've got both Jesse and Justin on it. Yeah, you've gotten <laughs> yeah. me a couple of times. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I'm not even watching the heli anymore. I just watch you. I'm like, okay, if he moves, I move. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but it's hard when you're ready. trying to videotape, dude. <laughs> you don't just have any depth it. perception, and then all of a sudden I look back and Nick's three feet behind me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, what are you doing? You're crazy. You're like, I can't see anything. <laughs> all of a sudden you're the crazy one. <laughs> all righty, guys. Well, I think maybe we should do some news. What do you think? So Dan, you know, I'm I'm getting a little tired of Nick making fun of me carrying my charging stuff around in a cardboard box. I'm looking for something to, you know, kick it up a notch. You got any suggestions for me? Absolutely, dude. Head over to progressiverc.com, man. They got all kinds of charging accessories there. They got cases, they've got chargers, they've got leads, anything you could possibly want. And best of all, dude, you can toss that cardboard box aside. Remember, guys, that's ProgressiveRC.com. They got what you need. All right, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What is there for news this week, Nick? All right, so Sick Canopy. uh, If you guys haven't seen some of their canopies, they're just, they are amazing. They've got a whole bunch of new ones out uh, for the E5 and for the 7HV. Uh, mostly, I would just encourage you guys to go check out their canopies in general. Quality. I mean, quality, quality. Uh, and the colors, they, they come up with some really kind of unique colors um, that doesn't uh, follow suit to any of the other brands. Definitely. So uh, if you have been considering a new canopy, definitely check out Sick. Because they're sick. They're sick. That sounded like a commercial. That did. Well, I like. But I mean, it's it's true. Look at. I mean, no, it is. I, I do they like what you said about sick. the non-traditional color schemes. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it wasn't meant to be. I'll, I'll work on that because <laughs> <laughs> they're just nice, and they got a bunch of new canopies out. So go check them out. Um, let's see. Gregor McGrath from Team A Main did a nice little video on the Protect True Glow starting system. So if you're kind of, you know, maybe you're like Justin and still in the dark ages using a glow igniter and you need to step up and looking into an onboard glow system. Hey, now I told you I bought I bought one. It just got shipped to a different location. To your girlfriend's house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so check out the uh, the true glow from Protec. SCB released uh, some quick-release canopy mounts for the Goblin 630, 700, and 770. Uh, much needed, in my opinion. Anything to make that process less painful is going to be an added bonus. Um, these are uh, high on the on the cool and the much-needed much list, in my opinion, for Goblin owners. So if you guys are sick of messing with those, look into these for sure. Uh, the Align is now, they're going to come out with a 440 KV version of the 800 MX, targeting like the F3C guys and any guys who just general run a lot lower head speed. This will put your speed controller in more of a optimum throttle range so you're not, you know, messing with overheating. Yeah, in a happy place. <laughs> Keep it in its happy place. And they anodized it red. Yeah, it was kind of odd. It actually I mean, kind of, it's not bad. 
Yeah, but it's still on the line motor. Yeah. Yeah. And you got it wrong. It's the MX-800. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that's right. We we changed that standard. I, I totally. That's, that's my fault. I apologize. Yeah, don't let it happen again. All right. Uh, so Lynx is on a, another round of upgrades. Um, they are going, they've got out their ultra landing gear support for the 500, uh, 630, and 700 versions. They've got a whole bunch of upgrades out for the brushless MCPX. So if you guys have either of those helis, get on there and check those out. Castle's doing a pretty cool little, uh, it's like a trade-up program. Um, for it's they're calling it Castle's flat rate replacement and trade up program. So if your ESC is like way out of warranty, or if it's uh, just kind of old and busted, and you want to trade up to a newer one, uh, you're going to get some pretty good discounts um, on stepping up and doing that. Ooh. Like, yeah, and it's not. At first, I was thinking, okay, it's going to be all the old busted up ESCs that no one has, but that's not true at all. Like I'm seeing the the Ice Two HV One Twenty here that you can pick up for one thirty if you trade in an older one. I think so. so let me ask you that. I I have uh, Ice Two Eighty HV. You think if I send that in, I'll get a deal on maybe an upgraded, like a 120 HV? I would be willing to bet that, yes, you would. I'm going to have to do that. Because, you know, one of these days, I'm going to have a 700 electric. Oh, goodness. (laughs) This is is just never, this is getting painful. It's never ending. (laughs) Oh, God, it's like listening to Justin talk about what he's going to fly. I mean, we go Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) It just goes in cycles. I have a feeling Jesse's not Jesse's not feeling my whole getting an electric thing eventually. He's not feeling it. It's the it's the eventually part that I'm kind of struggling with. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the concept. Yeah, the, but the concept. There. Yeah, there's no specified time frame here, Dan. Yeah, I just can't commit. I just up. this is why, dude. I'm you know 41 years old and never been married. I can't commit. <laughs> <laughs> so first, you've identified the problem. I yeah. think it's time to go to step two. <laughs> Just commit. Ro- rob a bank. Rob a bank. Rob a bank. <laughs> yeah. Start doing math. Step two. Rob a bank. <laughs> no, math makes the money go away. Yes, it does. Um. All right. So if you guys have got the icon, you haven't messed with the auto rotation bailout, or if you're just curious about how to program it, uh, there's a nice little video up um, that was reported by on the snap one is the username. Um, about going through the programming on the auto rotation bailout. So we've got a link up for that. If you have the iCharger 410 Duo, there's a new software version out. 2.04 was released. Uh, it's got some, uh, but let's see, it's going to resolve some bugs that they had in there um, and add a couple pretty cool features, which also ties into uh, this is my news of the week because. I just, I dig this. Progressive RC. Yes. The masters of the charging equipment have put out some new signature signature series cases that are including the 410 Duo. That are and, the greatest things. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Very nice. This is like the charging case. This is the chili dog of all charging cases. <laughs> 
the chachanga. The chachanga, the big chachanga. I mean, they, there's progressive RC cut into the deck lid. The charger itself actually goes underneath the deck lid just with access to the buttons and the dial in the middle. And then the display is remote up on the lid. Yeah. And it's, it's that like, is sweet, And you still man. get, you know, let's not forget that charger has a colored LCD screen. thank you jesse for reminding us it's been out for a little while thing man that is a nice looking charger it this right here that i mean the charger was like you know it was game changer okay when it came out now that they combined it with these awesome cases it's this is intense it is for all you uh, people who actually have electric helicopters, this is just absolutely <laughs> incredible. Sorry, Dan. Yeah, I, I, I sensed that one was aimed at me. Eventually, you'll experience. Eventually, it. you'll experience it. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Jesse will let me fly his compass. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could fly right now, honestly. So <laughs> that, that makes two of us. <laughs> so you know, once again, uh, if you guys are, you know, it's kind of we're creeping up for all of us over here in this part of the world spring's come you know spring's here and we're getting ready to really crank it up for the flying season if you have been hesitating and haven't got your charging case set up <clears throat> justin um yes go over to progressive absolutely I, I mean these they're just so plug and play and that you won't believe this i actually have news today our right. our friends over at soco heli tools mhm yep they have you know, as Nick talked about in his review that he did a while back, it you know, it's a pretty involved tool. I mean, it does a lot. And so they've released some setup videos on how to use this. It's just kind of a new series, kind of an updated version of some older videos that they had. So for those of you who are interested in that Soko Heli tool, uh, if you head over to their webpage, there will be a link. And I'll also include a link in our show notes. Just to check out these uh, these tools, and of course, you know, Soko Heli tools, they're kind of cool. They did give us two tools to give it away at our fun fly, so somebody mm-hmm. that comes to our fun fly is going to get to experience this tool firsthand. Nice. That's pretty much all I got for news, man. How about, how about, how about you, Jesse? You got news? I got nothing. I'm not surprised. You know, it's uh, I've, I've been away for a couple weeks, what can I say? And kind of out of the loop. <laughs> so. Anything from Justin? No news. No news. Alrighty, guys, this week's news has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Hey, Dan, you know, this year I'm going to do things a little bit different for once. Rather than, you know, replace the parts after I crash... I'm going to make an attempt to start stocking up so that I can have less downtime. Now, I know that when it comes down to getting the parts that I'm going to need, Helipros is going to have them. You know, Nick, that sounds like a great idea. Spring has sprung. It's time to get those parts stocked up. And remember, too, guys, they have their weekly Heli Loot deal. So check their webpage for that, helipros.com. Helipros has the parts. So, Nick, I got a bargain for you. I got a deal for you, dude. All right. I've got a heli um, that I'm looking to get rid of. It's only got two gallons run through the motor. Do you believe that? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. You and every other used heli out there. (laughs) 
<laughs> never been ahead. crashed either. It's n- it's never been it. crashed. Um, it's uh, only it's got only two. been sport flown. It's only been yeah. sport yeah. flown. <laughs> I mean, what does that One. mean? None of the links are worn out, or I'm not sure what that's. <laughs> oh, oh what no, 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 wait. Let me guess. One botched auto. Uh, yeah. Hi- yeah. One botched auto, you, and it looks like you smashed the canopy with a shovel <laughs> from the one botched. They auto. don't mess. It, they don't mess around. So how many yeah, use the engine was already run rich? <laughs> it, was, it was run, run real rich. rich to always protect. run rich, and it only has two gallons. I mean, it, no more, no less. So how many of you guys? I'm sure you guys have all bought used helis. Yep. 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 Have you ever had any luck doing it? Sometimes, mm. yeah. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, I've had good no. luck. You've had good luck with it, Jesse. I have. He buys I mean, all mine. Oh, that was probably yeah, the worst one count, I bought, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so let's think. Let's think. Oh, yeah, bought, okay, it, fine. You know, I've I've bought four, probably four used tellies, and you know this this recent T Rex seven hundred was probably the worst condition one I've got yet. <laughs> I mean, it came here in this little box. The guy didn't even pull his stuff out of it first. He made me send it back to him. What a douche. Now, hold on, dude. Are you sure? Because that 500 was in rough shape. That That is, I mean, considering it went through the side of a trailer before I bought it. Yeah. That's a good point. But that and was that was disclosed, though, right? I mean, you knew that, what you were. Yeah, full, fully. Just, I, <laughs> Jesse I, I saw it got hit it. by it. Yeah, yeah I accepted it in a Jump bag. out of the way and then pay him for it. <laughs> so we, we've, all, we've all done it. We've all combed through the forums and happened across the deal that just looked almost too good to be real. And occasionally, occasionally it happens. I mean, I've bought a couple uh, used helis off the forums and have been exceptionally happy. You've got to be careful with it. I'm going to start with Nick. When you're looking and you happen across the heli and you start a conversation, Nick, with the seller, what kind of questions do you ask him? First, I think my big one would be, I just assume that it needs something. Yeah. Because I was, really I was just gonna say, don't even it's not gonna be up to Nick's standards. So it's just, not going to. <laughs> just don't no, even it's, say it's perfect. It's not. <laughs> don't yeah, don't tell me it's perfect. Be, and I will even I will give you the opportunity to tell me the truth. Because I'll yep. say, Okay, what do I need to get coming in order to put this thing back into flawless condition? Not not aesthetically, just mechanically. And that that's the big thing. I don't I'm not concerned if there's, you know, cracks in the canopy. So we'll go over all that stuff. But dude, freaking pisses me off when I get something that that, you know, I've just been so clear like I don't care. Just let me know. Right. Because it seems like you go to buy it and you wait a week for it to show up and then you tear it apart and now you're waiting another week for parts. So you like, want to have the parts on hand so you can just I want absolutely. I want to have the parts. See, I don't even deal with that. If there are parts that need to be replaced that they've disclosed, I'm done. Because oh, really? It, it, yeah, because it just it gives me. I mean, here's the deal. I know we're all busy, but when you when you have a helicopter that you love, that you love flying, that you I mean, it. You should not have to worry about running into a situation where you're flying heli with parts that need to be replaced. What is that about? And well, then you no, turn okay. it around and sell it to people. I mean, come on. And and the reason why I'm getting so worked up about this is because this has happened to me before. And it's really freaking aggravating when they're like, oh, dude, this thing's in great condition. I babied it. The whole thing that we just went through, right, to only two gallons, 
never seen the dirt except for the skids, blah, 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 blah. You get it there. Screws are stripped. There are parts missing. Uh, I mean, it's just an absolute mess. Now, if he had told me that beforehand, I would have said, thank you very much for the information. I appreciate you being honest, but I'm going to move on. I wouldn't have taken that on. That's why I didn't tell you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but see, I don't have, like I told, okay, so obviously Jesse got the 700 in a crash state. Okay. But obviously, (laughs) which, which let's just, while we're at this, that's why I lost the bet. I mean, it's clear. Because, you know, the the little uh, the little blob of dirt with the tuft of grass was still sticking out of the boom block when he yeah. opened the box. Dude, that was awesome. Yeah. It looked like it drug its ass across the lawn. <laughs> Nick was just giving you a little little taste of home Bellingham yeah. there for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. No, but a, a good example was the bearings that get uh, glued or epoxied into the frames. For the servo push pull, that whole setup there. Yeah. I knew that those bearings, they were not like shot, but last time I had added off relinking it, I felt a slight amount of notchiness in them. Now, it wasn't worth benching the heli right then and there. They're they're very low speed, obviously, since it's just your servo arms moving, low speed bearing. There were no real concern, but I'd let him know, hey, guess what? I had planned on replacing these next time I had this thing apart. So just to give you a heads up, I would get those coming ahead of time because that's what I would have done. It's nothing to keep the heli from flying, but it was just a courtesy. Yeah. If, if it was me and I was going to go through a build on it by putting my electronics in and have the whole thing apart, here is what I would replace. But it, you know, you don't have to. And see, I think that's different. I mean, that well, that's, that's just common courtesy, about, like you said. Yeah. But exactly. when you get the thing and three of the four screws that are supposed to hold one of the boom block pieces in are stripped. And the only reason they haven't come out of the heli is because they're gummed up with um, Loctite. That's a problem. Well, see, OK, so there I have actually sold a helicopter that had. That I won't almost that exact problem. Like I had gone, put it back together after a crash, went to tighten up the boom block and one of them stripped. I was like, "Uh oh, crap. You got the thing all back together. You got one. So you grab a longer screw. (laughs) It goes in there. It bites. You get good torque out of it. Okay. Well, guess what? Mental note, order a boom block. Am I going to swap it out right then? No. But I'll have it on hand for the next crash because then I want to replace it. So when I, when I sold that helicopter to someone, I, I, I went ahead and said, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to give you this, but I'm also going to send you. Like, I'm going to go ahead and order you a new boom block because I want you to put a new one in because the one that you're getting in the heli is not up to my standards. And I, I figured that into the price even when I put it up for sale. Yeah, and and again, that's awesome and really good of you. I don't think, but many most people, do people that. don't do that. Yeah, yeah, no, most I, people I, don't. So let me ask you guys this: Are there other questions? Like, um, would you be interested to know how long the person that you're buying the heli from has been flying, and how much they fly? Does that play into it? Uh, 
I've never asked that question. I guess you could get some useful information out of it. But, I mean, the typical thing for me is, what condition is it in? Is there anything obvious I need to know about? And what should I worry about replacing? Right. And if they say nothing, it's all good to go, and then I get the heli and their issues with it, then they will get another PM from me and we'll talk it through. And I've actually, I've had to go as far in certain situations, Dan, where I've told the person, here's a problem. We're missing this piece or this piece is damaged. And more often than not, they apologize and they either send a part or they refund some money so that I can go and buy that part. Yeah. How much faith? I mean, obviously in this day and age, uh, feedback is huge i mean with the, all the forums oh yeah i mean you guys do you guys actually take the time to look up previous sales if they happen to have any or how long they've been a member of a forum maybe does that play into it it does for me does it it d- definitely does for me that, i mean that's one of the first things i check you know most of the time before i even send them a pm i'll go look at their profile and check their feedback and read through some of their previous sales i i've bought three or four helis used and and um I do look at the feedback, but I, I don't, you know, cause sometimes somebody's new and they haven't been a member of a forum very long. One thing I absolutely insist on doing, and, and this, uh, I don't know if, if you guys are going to find this weird, but I insist on a phone call. I want to, yep. I want to talk to the person I'm buying the heli from, or if I'm selling one to, I want to talk to them because you can gauge a lot. You know, a lot of the communication is lost in text. Yeah, that's a good point. And I've can, done that a couple of times. You can really kind of you can kind of tell when someone's trying to gloss over an issue, just on how they respond to a question or tell you about something that they mm-hmm. perceive as a problem. That's one of the big things for me. Let's see. No, I'll, I'll agree with. I mean, you know, I just sold just what was it two weeks ago? I just sold the N five C, and I mean, that's the first the guy said. You know, here's my number. Give me a call. So you know, called him up, and we had. She's probably ended up talking for 45 minutes, but you know, after that he was completely comfortable and sold on the heli. So yeah, you know, that can make a big difference. It does make a big difference. So we're looking through this ad. I mean, do you guys, obviously one thing that really annoys me is when someone's trying to sell something and they have no pictures. Um, I don't even bother. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't even, why look doesn't at he it even bother to post? Pictures? A sale. I mean, inevitably, the first question you're going to get is, got any pics? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So why? Or the people that say, and, oh, I'll send you pics via email if you ask. Yeah. What is that? What are you hiding? What is that all yeah. about? And the people that say it's brand new, you should know what it looks like. It's like, okay, I understand it's brand new, but a picture is kind of like, I mean, I understand you could go get one off the internet, but it's still kind of proof that you actually have the product. Yeah. You know, whether it's in the box brand new or whether it's used. Yeah. So when you're looking through these ads, are there any any items or any things that you look at that you kind of key on? Or what are you really looking for? The first thing I look at, this is going to sound funny, is the canopy. Because mm-hmm. you cannot cover up a crash with a canopy. Um, now, now, you might be saying, well, okay, maybe he flew it without the canopy. Maybe he's got a new canopy that sort of a thing. But the number of times I've actually looked at for sale ads 
and seen that the canopy's got a huge like hole in it or a dent or a crack and then asked that person and they said, oh, yeah, I actually I did actually kind of crash it. And they never said anything about the crash. Um, That that's one of the main things that I look at. See, I guess I just assume they've all been crashed. I do. And I mean, I really, that's not that's that's not we all crash. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's crashed. the beautiful thing of a helicopter. It can be crashed. It's not like a plane, you know. A plane that's crashed. Yeah, they rebuild and they add weight, epoxy, whatever, extra wood, whatever they put in those things, can make it fly different. But a heli eventually can be brought back to life. Mm-hmm. I actually, you know, Justin, you mentioned that like the canopy. It's yep. a big, big red flag for me when someone posts a heli up that has a brand new canopy and they say, because they're thinking, Oh, this is awesome. I got a brand new canopy, right? That I'm going to include. And and they say right there, brand new canopy, never seen the air. Guess what? You know what that means? That means I crashed the crap out of this thing, destroyed the old canopy, took all my stuff out of the heli, just replaced the parts to make it look like a complete heli again and put a new canopy on it. And now I'm selling it. Yep. And that is yep. the number one thing that I have found that I've gotten bit on when people do it. So you guys don't do this because very, very rarely do you replace everything after a crash. Most people don't get get it all fixed the first time. They end up finding something little, right? Uh, albeit maybe it's, Right before you fly it, after the first couple flights, you go, oh, man, you know, oh, geez, what is that? Oh, wow, okay, I didn't catch that, and then you do it. Well, and I'm not saying you're selling it on purpose, but, yeah, I, I bought a one of my 700 Nitros was that same way. The guy had had it on the shelf for six months, and he never said that. He had it on the shelf for six months, just the motor and pipe in it, and... You know, it, it was one of those like, oh, yeah, I got this great airframe and everything. The motor's only got like, motor's only got a gallon through it. You know, so he ships it off to me. The second I opened the package, I was like, oh, dude, this is not good. It had dust. <laughs> yeah, you can you can tell. Like it had dust all over the place. The motor would not turn over. And I called him back and I'm like, dude, this thing won't turn over. He said, that's impossible. It's only got a gallon through it. It flew perfect. And then it took quite a while of, I'm like, okay, what do you want me to do? Take a video? You want me to put a torque wrench on it to show you that it won't move? And then come to find out, well, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, six six months ago. So it had actually gummed up and seized in that amount of time. Yeah. And then I go to put it together. Well, this is bad. Well, that's that's bad. And then, you know, the whole story comes out, which was he had crashed it. He somewhat put it back together and then decided at the last minute to pull the electronics out of it and put them into something else and yep. just buy a new heli. Yep. He put it up on the shelf. And then, you know, six months later, in his mind, it was all good to go. Well, I, I genuinely actually think this guy was being sincere when he thought that it was in excellent condition, but it wasn't. I mean, I found so many different things that were wrong with this that it had been so long even he had forgotten about, or since he never fixed it and flew it, he never saw. 
And so it was just this big battle where he thought I was trying to rip him off. And and this was actually a really reputable member on Run Rider. I mean, the guy had fantastic feedback from everyone else. Yeah, so that that was one of those where it didn't matter. The feedback didn't matter. How long he'd been on there didn't matter. In his mind, I was trying to rip him off, and I had all the facts that said, no, you sent me a piece of junk. And he just got bit on being lazy. Yep. I had a very similar situation. Very reputable person. You know, like Jesse said, I do the same thing. I look at their feedback, look at their history on the forums before I even PM them. I I was not in any way worried about this person. And I believe, like you said, Nick, that the guy was trying to be sincere and really truly thought at the time that the hell he was in good condition. And it was 1 p.m. after another. It's like, oh, I I dug a little bit deeper, peeled another layer of the onion, and there's another bad part. Oh, there's another one. There's another one. And but, but where do we draw the line on buying a used telly? I mean, because when I the the few that I've bought, I it's used, and everyone has different standards. I you that's know, the oh key, man, Jesse. That's that the is key. the key right yeah. there. Well, and I think it's like I expect. I actually expect. I expect a couple strip screws. That actually yeah. that doesn't bother me personally, because. I've done that on my own where you go, you tighten it all the way up, right? It torques down right at the last second. You round out the screw, okay? And you're like, oh, really? Well, I just stuck it to my, (laughs) it's in, it's tight. I just stuck it to myself the next time I got to fix it. But then you forget about it and you don't remember it till you have to fix it the next time. So like that part, aesthetic stuff, scratches, you know, cracks in the corners of canopies around the grommet doesn't bother me. Yeah, that's all. all normal stuff. Yeah, that's normal wear and tear. But you know, like just what was that? What was on the something weird with your boom support on that Furion? That was just so blatant it was ridiculous. Oh yeah, that was the boom support with three of the four boom block. Uh, no, no, no. Sp- the the clamp didn't it have like one screwing some oh, paper oh that's right the boom <laughs> clamp like one side of so you know how they're the like the little clamshells right and they clamp yeah. down above and below and then there's a screw on either side that you tighten down and it holds on to the boom well one of the boom or one of the holes was completely stripped like just smooth metal there's not even thread <laughs> left in it okay oh jeez <laughs> and i didn't notice this initially because there was a screw in the hole well it it turns out that when i pulled the whole thing apart the the reason why the boom support clamp had not been moving when i was initially inspecting the heli is because the person took the other screw that was good and tightened it down so tightly that when you when he stuck a piece of rubber or heat shrink under the the boom clamp on the top, it stuck to the boom huh. and <laughs> you couldn't move it. And so and the second screw, guys, was literally like I, I could pick it up with my hand. I could pull it out of the hole. Wow. But it See, was shipped that just... way and stuck in there. And it was just like, dude, seriously. And that was one where I got to the point where I just stopped. I, I said, you know what? Justin, you're the idiot here. You uh, you bought it. It's used. It is what it is, and we'll move on. Yeah, but see, I, that is that is extreme, and I think 
you know, I talked about where do you draw the line and that, that is definitely before the line, I think. I mean, it, it is a tough thing. You know, you've got to be prepared when you buy a used heli. I mean, I, I bought a 600 one time and it was obvious from, I knew what I was getting into just from the pictures because it was obvious that this heli had not flown in a long time just from the pictures. It was in pieces. I mean, the, the right. So I was prepared and, and frankly, I got a sweet deal on it. I knew it was kind of a, I'm selling this and it's kind of a no questions asked thing, you know? And so I took it and I actually got away really well. I didn't have to hardly replace anything. I think I put new bearings in it. That's it. It was a fantastic deal. I got a brand new 600 for like a hundred bucks. You know, it's, it's a touch and go thing. I mean, sometimes you get lucky and sometimes you don't. I, to be honest with you, I try to stray away from used helis anymore. Uh, I'm not really in, I was in that phase, especially when I first started, for some reason I felt like I needed 20 helis. And so (laughs) any chance I had an opportunity to buy one, I did. And a few of those were used. You know, and I think for the vast majority of people out there, it's worth the risk. I mean, we're, we're sitting here telling our worst horror stories, but I can tell you of many other transactions that I've gone through where it was awesome and where the person that I bought from went above and beyond. Not only was yep. the thing in great condition, but I got an extra canopy or an extra set of blades or a whole bunch of spares that the guy didn't even mention. And so I think a majority of the the sales go really well and it's worth the risk because as you guys all know, you can get really good prices. It depends on the kit, but generally speaking, you're I mean, you're way, way, way below retail on some stuff that could only have a few tens of flights on it. Yep. How about either you or Jesse? Do you guys have any horror stories when it comes to used stuff? Have you ever had any Oh dude, yeah. My my very first used one that I bought, uh T Rex five hundred. Th- that one was like I was really, really upset because I traded the guy my 450 Pro and a 250, which the 250 was just like a standard, you know, normal 250. But that 450 Pro was flawless. And I mean, it was flawless. It was my baby. That was like the heli that I learned on. So I had a lot of emotional attachment to that one. And I was so specific and clear, like over and over again. Okay, I just want to be clear. I want you to understand I am sending you a flawless condition helicopter. I am expecting, and I put this in the ad. That's how clear I was about it. In the I am only looking for someone who has an excellent condition 500. I talked to the guy on the phone. He was super nice. Worked out a deal. Everything was great. I get it. He included four batteries with it. It was horrible. Oof. Like, <laughs> it, it was a a belted one he had you know he's oh yeah i just got this upgraded tail box for the back and everything well i get it and the bearings are shot completely shot i'm like what the heck the tail shaft is bent (laughs) Um, oh seriously man yeah now okay here's a good instance where this guy didn't do it on purpose because i called him up like i hadn't even flown it yet i'm like dude this thing is horribly bent and the bearings are shot He goes, that's impossible. I just put that on a week ago, and I only flew it three times. Did you know that the tail shaft was bent? No. Well, guess what? When it's bent really bad, 
you'll wipe out bearings really fast. Yeah. And so I was kind of upset, but I was like, eh, whatever, right? Well, then I, I got it fixed. I go to fly it. Two of the four packs, they hit low, like my ESC hit low voltage cutoff on the first TikTok. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> and I, at this point, I'm furious because I thought that I got four packs for it, right? right. Well, then it, and I wrote him back. I'm like, did you know that two of these packs are completely shot? He goes, well, what do you mean? No, I've just been flying everything. And then it all put two and two together. I think this was one of those guys that just, it was a difference in standards. He sport flew, he hovered and did light circuits. Well, guess what? They probably would hover and sport fly for five minutes. But the second that I tried to whoop on them, they were done. And this that was it. This kind of begs the question of asking about what kind of flying do you do and how often do you fly? You know, yeah, and and he yeah. apparently the way that that what Heli was flying, even though to me it would have been like hideous, to his standards it flew just fine because I think he was learning and didn't know any better. Yeah, and that's that's the tough sell about buying used because you know, and it's you know information is much easier. It's much easier to attain, and the thing of it is. A lot of guys doing the helis, like myself, are isolated from any other heli people. We are at a disadvantage Mm -hmm. when it comes to understanding, you know, you know, talking about that standard. I mean, because, you know, when you're never flying around anybody, you know, something starts to get weak or starts to go out and it's gradually happening. You may not notice it, especially if you're not pushing your, your skills to the point where you're actually, you know, demanding a lot out of a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there is a, I think actually there's a, 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 an age issue that comes into it, but it's almost like it's on the end of the age spectrums. It's, I've seen some pretty shoddy stuff come from really young guys because they just, they don't have that standard. Yeah. You know what I mean? They haven't been working and wrenching long enough to know. Maybe they don't have enough flights to really appreciate the difference in the way that it is if you do it correctly. Right. But then I've also seen, like in this case, the guy that I got that 500 from, he was the old planker type. Uh, which yeah. to them, just it's like great. Justin's Furion, tape and one screw is acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, we can fix this. <laughs> we can fix it. It'll be just fine. It'll fly. It'll be off. Fly fine. It'll fly fine. I, at, right. at least use duct tape. <laughs> I actually yeah. helped a friend out with a um, a used 600 that he bought. And Nick, you might remember back. Remember those pictures I sent you last summer of that that uh, fan shroud? Do you remember that? With that pound of dirt in it, remember? I sent you that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so... A friend of mine in Wyoming uh, picked up a 600, and he, I I don't even know if he bought it, to be honest with you. I think it might have, it was either given to him or he got it really cheap. And the idea being, he just, he wasn't, wasn't expecting a lot out of it because he was going to, he was going to put it together so he could buddy box his, his young boy. So uh, I didn't have anything to do. I was hanging out there for a few days and I said, Steve, why don't you let me work on that heli? I'll get it going for you. So I started taking it apart and. I sent Nick a picture of a 
tech or a, a text picture of this fan shroud, and I'm not even exaggerating when I tell you I scraped out about three quarters of a cup of oily dirt. Oh wow! From the fan shroud now that he'd been running this thing with, he'd been he'd been running it in a really obviously a very dusty, dirty area, and and wood screws in the in the skid struts holding the skid pipes in huh. <laughs> i mean like sticking out like a quarter of an inch yeah i mean that i don't know the details about how steve came across that heli i know i know that i do know that it was just an, uh, an older guy out at a, on a ranch in wyoming as most of those guys are you know and he just had this heli and he would fly it occasionally and and over the course of its life it just really saw a lot of I can't imagine how much debris went through that motor. I mean, it was unbelievable. And that's just an example. That's an extreme example. Obviously, you're going to catch up. You're going to see a lot of that in pictures. And that also is another thing to really consider. I, you know, talking to the person, and then I demand a lot of pictures. I, I need to see pretty much everything. And if there's a motor in it, I almost... If they're not going to send me a picture with either the head off or the muffler off, so I can kind of get a glimpse of what it looks like on the inside, I pass too. I don't know if you yeah, know that's a must yeah. on a yeah. motor. I want to see the the piston ring. So take the pipe off. I'm okay with not taking the head off, but take the pipe off. Good, uh, you know, nice clean picture down in there of the ring and the side of the piston. Yeah, like for a nitro engine, that that's a must for me. And that's another one. That's almost a deal breaker for me. I won't even send you a PM with, okay, pet peeve of mine. Almost every phone made now has a decent camera in it. Yeah. Take a decent damn picture. Uh, <laughs> you're going to hit on what I wanted to say. Yeah. Dude, I will not respond to you at all. If you can't figure out to take a picture with some light in the room, to where I can tell what you're taking a picture of. And some contrast. A, a focused picture. That's a, focus. a novel yeah, idea. Exactly. Yeah, so and when you go to put it. it up and you go, wow, that's kind of a crappy picture. Take another one. Don't be like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. that's good yeah. enough. It, it'll do. They'll get or the, the ones where, where, I mean, he, they'll, they'll post the for sale. They'll say, okay, I'll get pictures up soon. So you're, you're excited, right? You want to see the pictures. You're hanging out and you're waiting. And later that evening, the pictures go up. And he says in the in the response, oh, crap, they're not in good quality because I used my cell phone. And you try to click the picture and it's a freaking thumbnail. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know how the, the picture is supposed to zoom in and it's bigger <laughs> and you can see. No, it's a damn thumbnail yeah. and it's blurry. It's got bad lighting. Yeah. Or you it's a get- or it's a blurry heli sitting on the floor next to the heater vent up against the wall. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and it's just a picture of a helicopter. That's it. Yep. From like 10 feet back. Yep. Yeah. That I really just, shows you a lot. Doesn't do me any good. Sorry. I can't stand that. Like, I can't stand. <laughs> those are, if you want to sell me your helicopter, I am so much more intrigued and interested if you put up numerous pictures from numerous angles and they're clear. They're just nice, yep. clear, good quality pictures. Have any of you ever bought a used heli sight unseen? No. I no. Have. No. I have. I, I did. My very first, the Vibe 50, bought it sight unseen. 
Let me tell you, that though. explains it. But, dude, this guy, dude, this guy that I bought it from, he disassembled it 100%. He put it in Ziploc bags in the order in which, and he labeled the bags, in the order in which the manual had them in the steps. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, One he, of those. Ooh. I love buying stuff from those people. And it was beautiful. He was retired. It was. Um, That's the only explanation. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, some of you guys might remember this guy. He was that uh, Gorgon four five four. He was the guy that when Tarek first really started being seen, he was the guy that did all the videos on YouTube. He flew with Tarek. Ah, uh, gotcha. I I mean, I back then it didn't mean anything to me because I was like, oh, okay. I mean, because he we didn't really. I mean, we knew of Tarek back then, but it wasn't. You know, he, he wasn't quite the heli superstar yeah. that he is today. Uh, I mean, so it didn't, that didn't lend any credence to it. I just had a lot of communications with this guy over the course of a, a week talking about this heli. And I expressed my concerns being new to the hobby. He totally made it. I mean, it was like buying a kit and that was a great experience. It was probably the best used heli I ever bought just because of the whole experience. But as far as really bad experiences, I've not really had one my worst experiences have come in selling helicopters and we'll get into that in a bit yeah. we'll talk about selling in a little bit i gotta ask you guys is there any anything at all that's off limits is there anything that should not be bought used batteries batteries yeah batteries yep. exactly now that said i just bought a set of used batteries i bought some used batteries too well i i bought for a friend of mine from a friend of mine i bought four batteries they turned out pretty good there is exceptions. And Justin's yeah, view. there are exceptions. Yeah. I, I agree. I you know the history. I, um, if you know the person, you know the history, then that's that's one thing. Yeah. But generally speaking, I would say I personally stay away from batteries, and more often than not, I will stay away from ESCs. I've bought used ESCs, but I've I don't know why, but I've got an issue with buying used servos. Really? I just do. I don't I'm a even though you know, I mean, if worse comes to worst, you can still replace the gears. Yeah, you can. Unless you're worried, or are you worried that, like, the motor is damaged? I just don't know if somebody, like, locked up their tail, you know, and and turned on their radio and left it, the servo sitting there trying to center a, you know, a binding tail for 10 minutes before they realized that that was the case. Right. I, I just, um, I've done it once, used servos, and it was an uncomfortable feeling, and I just have never done it since. I used to, like I used to get all of mine, like my BLS 451s used, but that now this, this actually, this whole BEC thing, believe it or not, kind of really changed my way of thinking because of how many flights that I had on them. And then you're going like, well, they said that they only had this many flights, but did maybe, I mean... Did my BEC fail because maybe one of my servos just completely shorted because it had a gazillion flights on it that I didn't know about? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just, I don't know. So I, I changed my thinking on servos because of what happens if it fails. Like ESC doesn't bother me at all. Doesn't bother me at all. I'll auto the crap out of anything if it dies. Doesn't bother. But servos, man, it's just, it's such... It's so catastrophic when they fail. And it is. Yeah, it's bad. And see, and I look at it this way. I mean, I I would never sell anybody servos that I've used because I know that they have been used. I mean, just used. 
mm-hmm. and abuse. I, I would give them to somebody and with the assumption that look, I've got, you know, cause I've got a lot of servos sitting in my trailer and I've given them away saying the servo, it's been used. You're more than welcome to use it, but you know, or have it, but I'm not, you know, I got to go hang out at Dan's trailer. <laughs> not, res- not responsible <laughs> for whatever happens. I, I just servos to me. How about how, J- Jesse, how about you, man? Have you, uh, is there anything I you have, won't buy? Um, just, it's batteries for me. Batteries. I mean, I, I guess for me, I kind of look at it from, I kind of try to save the money where I can. So yeah. I usually try to pick, I I have bought one or two new airframes, um, but I don't think I've, I've bought in, let's see, new speed controllers, motors, but I don't think I've ever bought in a new set of servos. So you buy all your helis used from, from Nick. You have to have some <laughs> yeah. horror stories. Uh, I actually don't have any heli airframe horror stories. I just, I just have one horror story Yeah. And it's not from the condition of the item. It's from the guy had good feedback. I sent him PayPal and it ended up being like a scam. Essentially. I ended up filing a PayPal dispute and luckily got my money back, but it was a buying a beast X couple, probably a year and a half ago. Yeah. I remember that. Um, yeah, that was quite a process. Just uh, you know, kind of flip, you know, going. Uh, I was on Heli Freak, and then going through the the scam. They have a little section on there for scams and beware and stuff. And what do you know? Like four other people bought items from them too, and no one's heard from them. Huh. So, so that I mean, sucks. Fi- finally, I mean, it, you know, it was. It wasn't like an airframe amount. I think it was like one hundred and sixty dollars or one hundred and seventy dollars, but. You know, still, um, but yeah. it didn't, it didn't, I ended up getting the money back, but that was a, not such a pleasant experience. <laughs> I have one more question for you guys, and then we're going to go into Justin's favorite topic. <laughs> so you get your used equipment, your heli frame, your whatever, um, whatever you bought. What do you check for first? Let's say on an airframe. What do you check for first when you get it? Everything. Everything. Every, yeah. yeah. Dude, I agree. When I buy an airframe. I pull the entire thing apart and rebuild it. You do completely rebuild it. Yes. I would like to say I do that, but I'd be lying. I do. Do you really? Nick, I'm sure you do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You got to. I just can't have something. Yeah. It's not worth finding out. So you're telling me you do a 100% teardown. You mean you don't leave one screw untouched? 99.9. Yeah. Most of them. You mean, I mean but, you know, you leave it to judgment. If you see something that looks good and you you play around with it, then you're comfortable. Move on. Okay, but I don't generally I don't need speaking, to take the bearing blocks out. If no, no, I reach no, down no. in there and the bearings feel good. What's the point <laughs> yeah. of unpulling the bearing block? <laughs> right. All right. I'm glad you guys cleared that up because I but pretty I much take, do the same thing. I take the the components that. How about this? I have gone through. Um, I think I have bought some. And been much more faithful on others, but there are absolute musts. How about that? Yeah, I think we should touch on that real quick. All right. Musts are the head and the tail. Yep. Yes. Those are the two musts. You have to remove both screws out of the feathering shaft and out of the tail hubs and check those because that's a safety thing. Like you don't want to be ejecting anything. Past the other that, musts to me are links. Yeah, check all the links. Check all the links. Yeah, give it a big, you know, push, pull, wiggle this and that, wiggle the tail around, 
Um, Look for whether there are any, you know, people, a lot of people get lazy. I've seen people at the field uh, who don't use a pair of ball link pliers. They just grab the link and yank on it, and that can bend the head a little bit. And you do that enough times and it starts opening up and turning into an oval instead of a circle. You got to look for that or people who are, um, I don't know how this is possible, but clearly unable to make use of a set of ball link pliers correctly. And when they (laughs) clamp down on the ball link pliers, they actually don't hit the center of the metal ball. They chop a hole in the side of the plastic link. So look at the sides of the links and see whether they're like little things that look like bite marks. I get to the point nowadays where I just replace all the links anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a good policy. What other must-haves do you got, Nick? I Just the tail and the head? How about you, Jesse? Yeah, I mean, those are usually the the big ones. Yeah, Yeah, go back through, check the dampers, check the thrust bearings in the head, check the thrust bearings in the tail. You know, just re-grease everything up because... And, and as well as tearing it down, I like to clean the heli up as well. You know, I mean, you already have it apart. So, right. for example, this last week, you know, since Justin already won the bet, I just kind of took my sweet time and <laughs> I, I literally tore the whole heli down and cleaned, polished. I mean, the heli looked brand new and I put it back together. So, well, and that guy and, you bought it from, he's kind of sketchy. So, well, exactly. I mean, you just, you can't you just be never too know. thorough nowadays. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. Who, who sells a, a crash, crash heli? Who anyway? buys a crash <laughs> heli? Uh, Did you find any lenized parts, Jesse? Um, because that's what I think is the best not, when you buy something from Nick. You not, and and he, he'll he's he upfront really, about this. He'll tell oh, you. Yeah. But it's always modified. But oh, everything. I've never seen one, him man. sell a, a heli that has I mean, not there, been modified. There's upgrades there, but they're like bought upgrades. I wouldn't say on this one. There's really anything that's seriously Nick. Are you slacking, man? Dremel or. Uh, no. Would you say that, Nick? Oh, dude, I, I mean, the I Dremel upgrades, is his friend. But <laughs> no, not on that. The, There's nothing. No, the 700, the the last thing. No, I take that back. There's one thing on that heli, Jesse, that you might not even know to I'm, notice yeah, I'm that sure it I wasn't stuck. Yeah. Um, I add, uh, I take a T-Rex 600 frame spacer. Oh, yep. No, I know exactly what you're going to say. In the back. Right. In the back, um, and yep. I bolt that to I. Uh, so you've got the little aluminum block that holds the for the tail so for the tail pivot. rod, the yep. little pivot for the tail rod. I put a longer screw through that block and screw on a T Rex six hundred frame spacer on the inside with a washer. Yep, with a washer, and then bolt it to the other side yep. of the frame to stiffen up that section of the frame underneath the boom block. Oh, that's a good idea. I did. I've see done that. that on, dude. Every single. I always usually go through on I, the T-Rex series and add in more frame stiffeners cuz that was the only that was really the biggest weak point of that heli being a wide frame heli was yeah. that it it had, you know, potentially it had some frame tw- it didn't have the rigidity that other models had like a narrow frame heli does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I almost thought it was stock, but it was it was the washer that threw me off. Yeah. <laughs> there wouldn't be a washer here if this is stocks so. but you know past that did that one have the oh it did that one had the frame spacer in the switch hole too didn't it yep yep that's yep. another textbook nick upgrade yeah but none of the like you know carbon fiber sleeving no. and that's no. that's pretty common on your helis but not on this one no so you put a frame spacer up in the 
The switch? In the switch hole, yep. Hmm. Through one side or the other, put a big washer on the inside, big washer on the outside. Hmm. It's all about stiffening yeah. up it, that it, air It frame. is, and I used to do it before I found that freaking glorious, uh, the Lynx elevator mount that we were talking about. Oh, yeah. That awesome looking piece up there in the front. Before, Man, that, that before is a I nice looking. It. Isn't yeah. that thing awesome? <laughs> that, is, that is sexy. It, it really does just make the heli look sweet. And, I mean, and just function. And I yeah, used exactly. to, before that, I would actually drill a hole in the frames up above the elevator servo, take another frame spacer, and you had to grind it down flat on one side to get it to sit on top of the elevator servo close enough because there wasn't much material in the frame and i would bolt it across there because i always yeah. felt on the 700 nitro that up by the servos that was a weaker point point. and i mean if you think about it, any any frame flex next to a control area aka mm-hmm. servos it's bad it, it's bad it's going to translate into how it feels in flight less quote-unquote locked in yeah but nope justin this one uh it just this- worked I mean, I guess pretty after, bone stock. I guess after three of them, you knew what upgrades made it fly better. You figured better. it out. Yeah, yep. that's, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. They weren't necessarily custom upgrades, but the heli has a lot of upgrades. Yeah, but it they were all very purpose. You know. Yeah, functional upgrades. Functional upgrades. Taking that from last week's show, which I did listen to. So. Oh well, Good. thank you. Yeah, thank you. So you were you were the one. I I got you guys his back. <laughs> So now we're going to move on to uh, Justin's favorite part of this discussion. And that's the whole payment process. Justin, yeah. do you care to read the description that you put in the show notes for us? I'm not going to read the description that I put in the show <laughs> Maybe notes. Maybe give us the overview. You can use your imagination. Uh, what I will say is that there are some expletives. There are some, yes. They're in, they're in capital letters, some of them. There may be an F-bomb or three. Um, here's the deal. Okay. And some body. Don't forget the body parts. There's definitely, yep, there body are parts. body parts. There <laughs> are some, an F-bomb. there are some, <laughs> you know, death threats and, uh, all that yeah. sort of stuff. There's also the obligatory, you're an idiot kind of, um, uh, diss, yeah. I guess kind of the, yeah. don't be stupid. Makes yes. you feel bad when you're done reading it sort of a thing. <laughs> yes. So, so what this is all about is, Payment methods, and we all know and love PayPal, don't we? Yes, we do. But what is it with you people that <laughs> you people. feel the need <laughs> you little to not account for the 3% PayPal fees? Uh, if I open a freaking force ad and it says, uh, you know, $100 or best offer shipped, but include 3% for PayPal fees. I immediately close it and drop a couple of F-bombs while I'm doing it. (laughs) Because how freaking difficult is it for you guys to add 3% to your price? And we're talking 3%, guys. It's not 30%. On a $100 purchase, you are losing $2.90. We'll give them an insight. You just take your price and you multiply it by 1.03. Yes. And that's the price you list. It's really not that hard. It really isn't. So, and in fact, I i mean, it's such a personal thing that if you go back and look at some of my um, for sales, I will actually get a jab in there on people that 
that do this and I'll say a hundred dollars shipped in PayPal uh, fee garbage already taken care of with the little winky smiley face because <laughs> it just drives me freaking crazy, man. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't like to, and, and, and I don't know. Cause um, frankly, I don't really spend a lot of time on other forums anymore. Uh, I've been uninvited. One thing that I just despised send as gift. Yes. Yeah. No, so I, I don't have any, so here's what, here's what I want you to do. I want you to, Send me $400 for this, but I want you to send it as a gift so you have no recourse when I screw you. Yeah, I even don't send money to Nick as a gift. I mean, <laughs> well, dude, now you're just, now you're just being a dick. <laughs> Why do people do that? What I mean, what is, I mean, I understand it, it bypasses some PayPal fees, but other than that, you're, you're. You're throwing away any recourse that you have. Three your protection. freaking percent, guys. That's why well, you use and it's PayPal. A service. I mean, dude, yeah. what would we do? There are times when I hate PayPal. Don't get me wrong. When all of a sudden I can't get on my PayPal account because I forgot to, I don't know, like update some information and they lock it down like it's the freaking NASA, you know, <laughs> and you have to call them and then this and that. It is a huge pain. Like, I get it. But what else would we do? Do we really want to go back to the, you know, South African money order days? Yeah. I, I mean, seriously. So it's a service, and I don't have a problem paying someone for using their service. Yeah. And 3%. it also specifies, though, the seller. If you actually read through the PayPal, like what you agree to when you get a PayPal account, the seller is responsible for the fees. Yes. It actually is in there. Yeah, it does. You are not, it is actually against the rules to put that in your ad and make the buyer pay for the fees. Right. Yeah. But yeah. people don't give a crap. The, no. No. So and I, I won't buy it. I will not buy it. I will actually make a point. I'm such an ass that I will say, you know what? I fully intended on buying this until I read that you wrote that whole deal. Quit being a thief. Yeah. And I will I've I have I've done PM'd it where I've them given as them well. the opportunity. I've given them the opportunity and say, offered them this, you know, I'll, I'll take their price. I'll make them an offer and I'll say, you pay the fees. Yeah. Yeah. But I've actually passed on things that were at a decent price that I actually needed. I remember when I was really searching for mufflers here last fall and into the winter, I found one and they wanted, they, you know, they went into this whole fee thing and I just moved. I didn't even send them a PM because you're not going to, you're not going to change. You're not going to convince somebody otherwise. I mean, if they put that in their post, it's because, as Justin says, they need to learn how to do simple arithmetic. And yep. You're not going to be able to teach them that over the internet. So, pretty simple. Ooh, I got one. Okay, I got one. This is my number one. I I will hate you till <laughs> forever. I'll come haunt you after I die. I had a guy. Okay. And this, this was the, dude, this was the same 700 dude. And this is how, this is what started it. I'm the type of person where when I post something, I post it shipped. I'll give it, I include shipping in the price within the U.S. Because why? It's just easier for me. I like that. I don't want to have to write back four people and go look up four separate shipping quotes. I'll pick the farthest place from me, add that price in for shipping. That's how much everyone's going to pay for it. Okay. So I like to buy stuff like that as well. 
Well, you know, uh, someone will be, I want $300 plus shipping. I got an idea. How about this? I'll give you $315 shipped. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Now, if you agree to that, I will come leave a flaming bag of poo <laughs> on your porch step. Oh, if you call me from the UPS place whining and crying on how much shipping was. And expect and, and me he's to serious because I've I've been on the other end of this call when Nick was going through this. Yep. Yeah. The and it was four bucks you. extra. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, this was this was the best. But yeah. this guy waited till the last minute. Okay. I mean, till the last I mean it was oh, I just haven't had oh, I've been so busy. Oh, this and that. One of those, right? So he takes it down to UPS hole and drops it off. Never. And then <laughs> They stick him, and this is a 700 airframe. They stick him with a shipping fee of like $93. Yes. Oh, I do because remember had, this one. They had, he had UPS package it up too. Yep. He had them so package it like, up. Well, so this is just, dude, uh, this is too much. You going to help me out? Uh, I'll help you out until you're a retard because that's what you really need to know right now. <laughs> Yeah, no joke. <laughs> here's your tip. <laughs> yeah, here's your tip of the day. You're tarred. And oh, I couldn't geez. believe it. I mean, what do you expect me to say to that? Yeah. And I'm like, dude. We uh, had a de- yeah, we, we had a deal. You agreed to a price. Yeah, and I don't like okay, here's the deal. I bought this helicopter because I just sold one the week before and I shipped the entire thing that weighed more for $26. Yes. Yep. What do you want me to do? Like, you expect me to pay for your stupidity? Or laziness? And this guy was just, I mean, he was just, well, I just can't. I mean, dude, I practically gave the thing away doing that. Okay. I, I don't know what you want me to tell you. You're Lesson like, learned, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, think yeah. I, bu- I think I bought a heli from this guy. Yeah. No, it's the whining afterwards about costs drives me insane well but if it's gonna this well you know what do your research and boy let me tell you i have been there and 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 this is why i get so mad about it i had this a legitimate thing happen when i sold uh, a 500 that i had something happened i don't remember what it was at the time uh it was a legitimate like I don't know if it was like a, you know, medical family emergency, but something came up where I got pulled away for a couple of days and I made a promise that I would ship it out, you know, certain time, certain way that it would get there, you know, around this time. And the guy was real adamant about that. And I had something come up and I was like, oh man, I haven't even tore this thing down yet. And I sucked it up. I went down, I set that 500 complete on the you know on the counter at a at a boxing company and said please ship this to this address and it did it cost me like 80 bucks a 500 yeah cost me 80 bucks and you know what i didn't i i emailed him only to tell him hey here's the deal (laughs) uh i had something come up so instead of ups expect this priority usps it's all going to be complete because this is what I had happen. I wanted to make it right. It'll still be there on the same time. Yeah. I had that exact same thing happen, Nick. Something came up. Um, 
and it wasn't like it was, I, I, you know, we just talked about, okay, well, I'll ship it out tomorrow. Well, something came up. I couldn't get it shipped out for three days. I actually was completely gone away. And so I did the exact same thing. I took the tail boom off, took it into the UPS store and, um, I laid it on the counter and, and it would have only cost me 30 bucks to ship had I done the packing, but I ended up paying like 85 bucks because, and I didn't even, it was my doing. I mean, I had to do it. I was Mm -hmm. obligated to do it. Right. And, um, I just, and, and to be honest in the past, I've actually sold things and just ate some of the shipping because sometimes you just don't feel like tearing, you know, packing shit up. And yeah, oh, yeah. I don't expect, yeah. I when I'm doing the shipping and I'm selling something, I wouldn't expect somebody to pay 60 or 70 bucks for shipping. So it's like, you know what, I'm just going to eat a few bucks on this and just with the convenience of, of taking it down and having somebody professionally yeah. pack it. The boxes, exactly. dude. I'm the worst about that. Like, okay, I've. And I've learned this lesson so many times, <laughs> relearned it. So I guess I'm not really learning, huh? <laughs> but don't like this. It's such an easy trap to fall into, to come home one day, get this wild hair up your butt, set your heli down on the table, take a picture and put it up for sale. Right? Yeah. Well, guess what? What happened if someone buys it that night? Yeah. Like immediately. Like immediately. When I buy something, it's really cool if it goes out the next day. Sure. Well, guess what? You have to now completely tear it down. You have to find a box, which for a large helicopter can be as big of a pain as anything. Horrible, man. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, finding a box. And so then it's now days later, and you end up shipping it faster because you told them in the ad, "I'm dude, I'm the best at that. You know, you send (laughs) it, I'll ship it out the next day. Yeah. So I end up shipping it out faster so that it'll get there at the same time because I gave my word and I can't fall back on it. So do yourself pay a favor, take some pictures of it, tear it down, have it ready, almost ready to go, and then put it up for sale. And another You'll thing it'll do yep. it. is it'll keep you from that temptation of, oh, I'm just going to go put take a put a flight on it. Yeah, and that is. And something happened. <laughs> I have sold a few. You know, I hate selling helicopter. I had to at one point sell helicopters. I had so many of them initially that it was just too much. So I had to get rid of them, but I really hate selling. And the main reason I hate selling is because inevitably, and this seems to always happen to me, I take a bunch of pictures, I get it sent in or, you know, get it all shipped out. A few days later, I get a phone call or, or a PM. Well, you didn't tell me there was a scratch on the back side you know i'm like are you really kidding me mm-hmm. this is a used heli there's gonna you know there's gonna be signs yeah. of wear i actually sold a helicopter and of course you guys have seen how i used to mount my helis in the trailer with little u-bolts that are cut so the mm-hmm. skid pipes are all were always scratched up because of how it was mounted the guy yep. called me on it i took pictures of it i didn't think to mention look the skid pipes are scratched up because of how i mount it um but you can see the scratches in the picture. But apparently when he got it and he... So there are way, what I have done in the past, like that, I just ordered the guy a new set of set of uh, pipes just to be done with it. I'm like, it's it's five bucks. Okay, I'll just... Yeah, whatever. it's not worth the hassle. Yeah. 
And also, too, another thing I've done, you know, and we're talking about when you're shipping this stuff out, you've got to be a little bit careful. I once sold um, a conversion. Um, I, I can't remember. Oh, it was the Mikado JR Vibe 50 fly barless head conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it had its own thrust bearings because it was a different spindle. Like a dumbass, I didn't pack these these uh, thrust bearings up very good. Thought they would be okay um, just on the spindle itself. And then I just, well, in transit, they vibrated out. And when they showed up, all the ball bearings were out of the... Oh, no. So the guy calls me. I'm like, oh, my God. Look, I that's completely my bad. I got to Ready Heli and had a new set of... I mean, you've got to do, you've got to be prepared. If you're going to be selling, you've got to be prepared to make it right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Dude, I pulled a great one. That just made me think of one of my more (laughs) less than stellar. Same situation, you know, at the last minute, slapping everything in because I didn't take the time in the beginning to get it all ready. I didn't even think I tore down. uh, It was like a Blade 400. Uh, Tore down, had all these screws and everything in the package. And I threw the motor in there and ziplocked it up and oh, shipped no. it off. Yeah. And the dude wrote me and he's like, got it. Everything looks okay, but I'm a half hour into it and I still haven't got all of the screws out of the motor yet. And I was like, oh. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, that's a... I know. I felt horrible. I mean, horrible because... Just didn't think about it, right? But I know that would have been a nightmare because I, you know, usually if you're buying a Blade 400, you're not the type where you're adventurous enough to just take a motor apart yet. So I think he was actually sitting there trying to pick everything out with tweezers through the little holes. Oh, oh goodness! I know. I I felt horrible, and I've also, um, I mean, I've tore down airframes where I didn't know that something was bad or going bad. Until I took, you know, you get 100 flights on it. You don't crash it. You're tearing it down. It's like, oh, crap. Dude, the freaking tail bearings are shot. I don't even notice this. Or, oh, dude, there's a crack on this. Oh, man. So I'll, I'll go ahead and ship everything out. And then I just put an order in. Let them know. Oh, by the way, expect a package from, you know, from Pros or whatever. Because I found this when I tore it apart. And so I just bought you a new one and sent it. Yeah. Yep. It's just the right thing to do. So buying used, the key is communication. You've got to communicate and you've got to be willing to make it right if you're the seller, if something's wrong. Frankly, in this small hobby, your reputation rides on it. Yep. If if you're an active member of a community this small and you do stuff that is uh, less than desirable, it's not going to take long. Before you are going to have a hard time selling anything, uh, unless you happen to be in an area where there's a lot of local flyers that just aren't involved in the community on the, you know, because a lot of us buy almost everything we fly, not locally. I've not yeah. bought anything locally, to be honest with you. Maybe some fuel back in the in the beginning, but that's about it. So be careful when you're buying used, and. Be thorough when you're selling used. Yeah. And be reasonable when you're selling used. 
And what I mean by prices. that is prices. Yes. So uh, that's always something that I'm a stickler on. I've sold literally hundreds of items since I've gotten into this hobby. And yes, I'm a nerd. We all know that. I keep a spreadsheet of everything <laughs> that I've sold, what I paid for it, and what I sold it for. Oh, my gosh. And over almost 200 items, my return is 60%. Okay. You are a nerd. So really, you keep a spreadsheet of that? Yeah. Well, you know why though? You know, here's why, and this this is a good. I don't do it, but I'm really bummed that I didn't, because all it takes is right before you go to buy something, click over to your spreadsheet, and all of a sudden yep. it's like, oh, dude, I bought this from that guy. Because remember, it, it's there are people who buy and sell. I, I mean, there's just you can go on Run Rider, and it's. I, it's like the same hundred people buying and selling stuff all the time yep. because some, yeah. that that's just what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And you go down your spreadsheet. Oh, I bought that from that guy. Oh, dude, that was in really good shape. Sweet. Not a problem. I will even go so far if it's not that expensive of an item. I'll actually voluntarily sometime if it's a real low dollar item you know let, let's say it's like 25 30 bucks something like that the guy's been super cool and he was nice i've even sent it i'll, I'll confess i've even sent it as a gift wow yep just voluntarily just that's my way of saying hey thanks man nice thanks for being a cool dude you know yep and uh and then i've gone back and I've I've had points where I've recognized someone's name and not known why and spent a lot of time digging back and searching only to find out it's because I bought something from them that I was not happy with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's why it can be nice to do yeah. that. Could be a good resource. Do you do that, Jesse? I do not. Uh. I buy and sell it. Yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, guys, one of the best things about being in our position is the ability to give back to our listeners. And lucky for us, Gen's Ace Batteries shares the same ideas. Just for you, they're offering a 10% discount code on all their batteries. That's right, guys. So head over to www.hobbyparts.com, enter in the code RCHN10 at checkout to get that 10% discount on your next order. Guys, there's a little more drama on the front, on the uh, quad front. Oh, great. Yeah. Here we go. Let's do it. I don't have a clue about this, so this is all new to me. I got an email from Larry Kagan, the guy who handles a lot of our web stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And he brought up some really good points. He didn't realize this had happened, but subsequently a day or two later, and I'll get back to Larry's email, I just wanted to... To bring it up, I got another email from a few listeners, um, a listener named Aaron, and then also, too, I got one from Kelly and James. In Indianapolis, this this is a news report. There's video of this. You know, we're talking about aerial photography in particular, using quads, and these AP guys advertising them as drones. As we're all aware, the FAA has said 
they're they have put a stop to any type of activity involving uh, for-profit use of drones. Doesn't matter what it's for. Yep, it, it's illegal, straight up. Yeah. Well, apparently this this fairly large local, you know, Indianapolis large market. They decided to do a sting. So they got in touch with with one of the several apparently uh, guys that advertise via web page and other means about doing AP stuff. So the reporter goes in with a mic and cameras a long ways away and proceeds to ask this guy several questions, ask him how much it is, ask him about how high he can fly and you know where he can fly. What over what can he fly? People, residents. And he proceeds to just go into this whole list. Well, I'm only supposed to go 400 feet, but if the client wants me to, I, you know, I've gone up to a thousand before. And so that begs the question, you know, the minimum flight path for, for uh, full scales, thousand feet, you know, that there's a safety concern that the, the news people, you know, they brought out, they, they were sure to mention uh, the fact that these drones are uh, at a thousand plus feet, and the, and the fact that these guys are calling them drones, they're advertising them as drones, as well. Needless to say, they go through this process. Money exchanges hands. The guy takes his quad, flies it over various residents, people. This takes these pictures. Then the cameras rush in to do like a, hey, I'm Chuck Jones from iAction News, and we're doing a report on. Drone safety, drone public, the public and drone safety. And so he proceeds to act like he's a deer caught in the headlights, pretending like he doesn't know that this is illegal. And, oh, this is the first paying job I've ever had after he just told the guy he's done thousands of these flights. <laughs> so oh, here's the, here's the kicker. They compiled this huge report, which by the way, I'll put a link into our show notes. Um, it's a three-page investigative report. They sent it to a congressman. He's an Indian uh, Indiana congressman, but goes by the name of Andre Carson. Apparently, Andre Carson has decided that this is his new mission in life. He is on his way to Capitol Hill to see to it that so, that the FAA has does something about these. RC aircraft, essentially. Not only did they tell us that, but they made sure to go to the local airport to get the local authorities aware of this situation and get their opinion on how unsafe this is for the public. Are, are you guys following me? I mean, do you understand what I'm saying here? Yep. This is, yeah. this is dire. This we are past the point of sitting here complaining about this because you know what? Regulations are coming down in 2014. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. The con- Congress has demanded that the FAA have a ruling on this issue by 2014. 15. 2014, dude. September of 2014. Oh, wow. They brought it up a year? They need to have them finalized by the end of 2014 to go in, in effect the first January 1st of 2015. Ah, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. That's, that, what that's, that's what they were saying. So yeah. they, the whole point of it is 
what do we do? So I got this email I mentioned from Larry. And he's like, look, guys, we're, we're past the point of pointing fingers and saying, hey, you, it's time that something is done. Larry and I are going to get in touch with uh, a, a couple other listeners. I mentioned um, I've sent an email out to the listener that sent us that email last week, uh, the lawyer, to see how he would suggest we proceed. But we're this, this is getting serious. When these news cameras are starting to uh, do these, or these news crews are starting to do these reports, and then throwing these reports in the laps of congressmen, I don't know. I don't know what to say. You know, I wish I would have kept... I'm not going to say I'm 100% positive because this last week has kind of been a blur with a lot of stuff going on. But I almost remember that I read a statement from the FAA stating that they were aware that people were completely ignoring that law and being quite blatant about it and that they were going to crack down on it even harder. Well, let me let it me wouldn't read. Surprise me! I'm, let me, I'm yeah, surprised it I hasn't really happened remember yet. That. Let me give you some specifics from this report. I got it right here, just so we can kind of clarify these and not giving out any in any misinformation uh, based on this report. Now, keep in mind, this is just from this report. Now, these are stats coming from from this this report, and as uh, just to clarify, this is uh, uh, Channel Six, uh, the Indy Channel out of Indianapolis. I, you know, take that's it's just the source here. Uh, Twenty-three investigations were launched by the FAA over the past two years in response to complaints. Ten drone operators received received warnings or advisories uh, that their flights were illegal. Five unauthorized drones were spotted by pilots and reported to the FAA. Several drone drone operators gathered new new complaints after having been previously warned by the FAA their flights were illegal. So, yeah, it was tough. We had, I mean, me and Justin had kind of dug into this and Jesse and, you know, really wanted to pursue this um, with aerial photography and, you know, doing stuff with, I mean, Department of Agriculture and Department of Wetlands and a lot. I mean, just the opportunities were almost endless to what you could do if you were good at it. And, you know, we finally got to that point where it was, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's just, it's against the law. It's not worth taking the risk. And it was really, at the time, I remember feeling, you know what? This isn't fair because there were people that were still going forward, basically being like, yeah, well, you know what? I'll just stay low key and I won't get caught. And I remember thinking, this isn't fair because they're gaining all this experience. And they're just going to have, you know, so much experience for when the law passes that everything's okay and you can go do it now that they'll have, they'll already have all of this footage and, you know, all this kind of stuff and they'll be a leg up on everyone else. Well, man, I don't mind telling you, I'm really glad we made the decisions that we did. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, definitely. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to get caught that way. Can you imagine having to pay? A licensure fee to fly your RC helicopter down at the field. Yeah, it's going to happen, Jeez. and that's just the first step. You know, it's always about money, but what what's next? I mean, once they realize they can assess a fifty dollar a year fee 
to everybody that flies a heli or an airplane or a quad or a glider or a slope glider or free flight. Okay, well, then now all of a sudden it becomes a revenue source. It's just something to keep your eyes on, guys. And, and um, like I said, Larry and, and uh, myself and, and anybody else who's interested, um, we're going to... We're going to start the process somehow and we're going to kind of, we're going to have a powwow this week and um, figure out who we need to, who we need to write what to and, and see what we can do because uh, something needs to be done. At, at least we need to be made aware of what's being done and we need to figure it out. And it, just so I know for my own peace of mind, more than anything, I feel like I've been yeah. talking about quads too much. <laughs> last uh, few no shows. joke. Yeah, seriously. It's just becoming such a such an issue that it's freaking me out a little bit. But anyway. (laughs) It's all you, dude. Is it all in my head? (laughs) It's all in my head. It's not that I don't want to help. (laughs) We're here for you. We are here for you. Anytime you want to talk about it, just be quiet and you know, talk to yourself. Nick, are you gonna be styling in your new RCHN T shirt? Shizzle, dude. Absolutely. So, I just can't decide which one to pick. Oh, I know, dude. They're awesome. That's the that's the hardest part. I got to tell you that the Together We Are the Nation shirt, man. You did a fantastic job on that. That shirt. is the shit, man. Seriously. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you know you've got a good shirt when you present it to a, a t-shirt printer who's been doing it for a number of years and he goes, "Wow. That's a nice shirt." And of course, Sweet. we're getting quite a bit of feedback from from listeners as well. Um, those are available for pre-order, by the way. Uh, three designs as of now. Uh, are there any more in the works, Nick? Or what do you think? Are you waiting for inspiration um, to hit? Yeah, yeah. The, the, some of them are tough, you know. I'll, I'll probably do one more uh, one more white, white T-shirt. Um, and we'll just see. I've got a couple more ideas, but that I hit it so hard with those. And it, it's not my thing. I mean, people don't. <laughs> I fix cars. Don't, don't, don't design t-shirts. <laughs> I do not design t-shirts. <laughs> so to get something like that is requires a lot more effort than I like to put into a t-shirt. Um, but I, I'm happy with the way they turned out. And yeah, I will. I will definitely do some more. I just got to take a little break and focus on some other things for a week or two. Yeah. So these. These shirts, by the way, pre-order, like we said, we're probably going to be running this pre-order for, what, two weeks? You know, we've already hit our minimum order, so we're not worried about that. Uh, We just want to make sure. The deal is, guys, with the pre-order, I know it's kind of not, you know, it costs a lot of money to have shirts in stock, as you could well imagine. Mm -hmm. The big thing is, is you're sure to get the size you need. Um, Yeah. You know, and the shirt you want. As opposed to us just picking 12 of those, 20 of these, 30 of those, you know, you may not get what you want. That's kind of the whole point. So jump on that, get those pre-ordered, and uh, we are going to get extras. So should you miss the pre-order, you'll still have an opportunity to get something should we have what you're looking for in stock. They're going well, they're, they're going quick. It's going to yeah, be a... we do have... We'll have these at the fun fly too. Yes. Um, but again way better off doing the pre-order thing because it's just, it's hard for us to show up with, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars of t-shirts. Yeah. So 
it's just way better to make yeah. sure you get what you want doing the pre-order. Yep. Yeah, and we're you know we're going to go with the uh, the standards. You know, we, we won't have any smalls, small small ones. We definitely won't have any big big ones. We're going to go with the ones that we you know typically, you know, your average shirt. You sell the most of mm-hmm. yeah. So those are the ones we'll have in stock, and uh, probably one or two of the odds. But uh, you know, to be sure, you get the shirt you're looking for. The pre-order is definitely the way to go. <laughs> Strangely enough, well, I guess it's not strange because it's winter somewhere, uh, just not here. We've had people ask about the hoodies, and we kind of we considered it. We hemmed and hawed about it, but we just I think collectively we just kind of decided that maybe now's not the time. No worries. Well, it's though. like we don't have a problem. How about this? I mean, it, it's we would love to do another yes. run of hoodies. Like we we absolutely would. Um, but we're very conscious to the fact that we don't want like we don't want to take your money and then just sit on it with half of a pre order amount because if we don't get a certain amount, we can't get these to you guys. Like just the cost on them. It, it's it's huge yeah. if we don't get a bigger order. So. That's where it's not because we don't want to do another pre-order. It's that we don't, we want to make sure we feel like there's enough interest. Exactly. To where you can get them in a decent amount of time. We don't want to take your money and sit on it for a month because then, you know, we feel bad about that. Yeah. So um, I guess we'll just ask this. If you would like a hoodie, then please speak up. Put a post on the forum, put a post on Facebook, um, speak up about it. Actually, you know, make an effort and then we'll start really keeping track of that. And that if we feel we can get close to a pre-order, you know, the smallest one possible, uh, then we'll definitely do it. Absolutely. And of course, too, season-wise, I mean, that, like I said, we got listeners all over the world. So we will eventually do another hoodie order. So, but as Nick said, if, if, if you're inclined and you want a hoodie, and uh, let us know. And if we get enough of that, then... Uh, we will put in another order for for hoodies for sure. Yeah, I have a feeling if everyone just speaks up that they want one, then it'll be it it'll be not a problem. Yeah, there because will be enough person, people for a pre order. Yeah, for every yeah, person exactly. usually that mentions something, there's there's four or five more that would actually buy it if it came up. Yeah, so just speak yep. up this time. Speak up and get exactly. your hoodie. Yeah. Yep. So, I, you know what? We got, I just, I cannot believe, you know, it just seems like yesterday we were talking about doing a fun fly. Remember that? And it's just and it's a, so close. It's so, so close. close. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, the support we've been receiving from retailers and, and manufacturers and, and everything else. You know, first of all, huge thanks to our Sierra Dine. Heli Pros, uh, they're going to step up. You guys are going to be absolutely astounded when you when you hear about what they're donating. Soco Heli Tools, oh my gosh, who who else? We've got Jen's Ace. Um, uh, they're yep. donating some batteries, and oh my gosh, it goes on. Going to be I mean, good. There's a Here, l- let me go down. I'll give you guys just a a quick list. Okay, so we're looking at um, uh, donations from uh, Skookum. Soco Heli Tools, Heli Pros, Blackburner member has donated some of the uh, the Nonac transmitter straps. Uh, Lower Heli, possibly Progressive, KDE, Morgan Fuels, Scorpion Spin Blades, 
Gen Zays. I, I mean, RC Aerodyne. It's ridiculous. The <laughs> list is just getting huge. It's awesome, and it Thank continues you. to grow. And it, yes, yeah. it does every yeah. day. It's crazy. It's not going to be a pile of stickers. How about that? Yeah, and nope. Can't forget yeah. Tim Jones is going to be out there. Opinion's going to be out there. Doug Darby's coming up. A few other people uh, are considering it that uh, you know uh, haven't really confirmed yet, but are definitely considering coming up. There are going to be so many cameras floating around this fun fly. It's going to be incredible. It's going to yep. be immortalized. <laughs> yeah, we have two production companies that are going to be out there. Going to be an event to remember. It's going to be a good one. So we would invite you all to check out our Facebook page. Go to the events and uh, you know get the details there. Uh, feel free to send us an email if you have any questions. Uh, also, too, on our forums, you can ask us questions there. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. And then, gosh, guys, we're what we're a month and a half out. Yep. Yeah, it's coming right up. We're gonna do a live show, night flying yeah. contests. Good time ahead by all. So, Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, man, how would I do that? Uh, for sure. You would shoot me an email at nick at rchelionation.com, and I will get back to you eventually. And Jesse, if I wanted to get in touch with you? Uh, the best way would be to shoot me an email at jesse at rchelionation.com. And Justin, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? You can toss me an email at justin at rchelionation.com or try to catch me on our forums or chat. I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchelionation.com or Dan K. Reed on the forum. Alrighty, guys, we sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Have a good week. See you next Monday. Take it easy, guys. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, send us an email using the Contact Us link on the homepage. If you'd like to make a donation, there's a Donate Now button on our homepage as well.